Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from the Samut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host Joey. No chill, Prano. Hello, Andrew. You're feeling good. I feel great. How are you? I feel good too. You put those socks on. I did. Are you not? Are you not like catering at all to the foot fetish connoisseurs out there anymore? I have not seen any comments on YouTube for a while from foot fetish. I think we lost him because I didn't show my feet enough. Yeah, it's funny. I got a. Uh, I got a message via Instagram. <laughs> Shut up. About uh, somebody who has a Joe Prano hand fetish. They wanted to. They wanted. They wanted to get up close and personal with my hand. You have big hands. I, not even that big for my size. They just said they liked the look of the back of my hand. They wanted to get. They wanted to get a good shot of my hairy hand. Yeah. I don't know if this is the same as the foot fetish guy or gal, but a lot of it's lot of hand a guy. talk. Are there a lot any of girls? Hand. Somebody, somebody has a Kawhi Leonard fetish, this big hand action. Claw. Yeah, a little claw action. So just showing a little hand out there. YouTube is popping, just for everybody in YouTube. Pop, pop, popping off. Aaron, Turks with, Twerks with Wolves is here. He's monitoring YouTube, so if you've got any questions, give us an upvote. We'll get to those later on in the show. This is also a very special occasion. Before we get to NBA Finals Game 3, we have our first Down Under. Dirt ball. Down under dirt ball. Live in the Smut Studio. Yep. The one and only Maniacal Mitch is Maniacal here. Maniacal Mitch, a.k.a. Paul Mitchell. Oh, why are you doing that? Why I love you, it. I love why it. Why are you putting my boy on blast? I, I love it because I, I went out for drinks with uh, Mitch and, his, and Mrs. Mitch, and she just kept calling him Paul, and that reminded me. He's the same as the hair guy, which I love. And he has great hair. Look at him. He's, he's, he's got a good head of hair on him. Solid hair. He's got the, uh, did you call it like a man bun? What do you, what do you call it? Get, get, get him on mic. Can, can, we get, can we get Maniacal Mitch on mic here? Have been, I think Mitch should just come in and yeah. join the couch. Join, join think, the couch. I think Mitch should join the couch. What? I've been prepared for this the whole time. You're like, oh, I'm going to give Aaron a microphone. We don't need a fourth mic. Fourth give give mic, Mitch weird. the mic. Let me adjust a few things. Hopefully they can hear. Have you ever spoken on a mic before? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> well, you got it. Okay. I'll you figured it out. I'll monitor Hold it right sounds. there. Talk into it. Yeah. Mitch, so, you've been a, sh- you've been a f- uh, dirt ball for how long now? Uh, episode 126, I think. He and, knows. And I'm pretty sure that was, um... And he said something stupid. I no, corrected him. Was, he um, later came around to my side. The Egyptian Muppet. I don't remember that. that was the, you know who that was? I remember. I can tell Colin you. Colin Kaepernick is an Egyptian Muppet. That was him and Guy Fiorito. I think that was the first one, yeah. Okay. I remember my episode titles. Uh, what brought you to the Dirty Sports? Um, it was a retweet by um, one of Andy's other accounts of the Dirty Sports, <laughs> and then I followed it, and then I was one of those cheddicks that followed... Dirty Sports. Things Muslims then Andy like, Ruther, things Muslims and then. like retweeted the Kaepernick. <laughs> Egyptian Muppet title. <laughs> <laughs> it was a couple of episodes before that, but uh, that was the first one that I fully downloaded and watched. It. watched Hilarious. And then here you are, three, four, three. whatever it is, years later, sitting on the Smut Studio couch all the way from Australia. Guys, dreams do come true. 
They absolutely do, guys. Work hard. Dreams come true. <laughs> work hard. Work hard. Uh, have your wife come over on a work trip, and anything, anything is possible. Exactly. That's all you got to do. <laughs> now, just be honest. I, I felt very appreciative, Mitch. You said you love the Smut Studio. You complimented me. We watched tonight's NBA Finals. You thought the place is uh, put together pretty nicely. It's a good, great setup. You got the bed in the corner where the magic happens. You got the couch. Well, apparently the magic happens on the floor. That's what we learned. Well, Ruther is sleeping on the floor. <laughs> Netflix and chilling on the floor. I, I basically, a- basically, uh, two trays started a trend when he spilled a milkshake on the floor. He's like, all bodily fluids from this point on will be on the floor. I have taken my game to the floor. Uh I didn't make a big announcement about it. I've talked about it a few times. I do naps on the floor. I have moved uh, some sexual escapades to the floor. Guys, if you're not on the floor in 2019, what are you doing? Get yourself a nice rug. Get on that floor. You spread out. You know my high school basketball coach used to say, balls on the floor, you're on the floor. Yeah. and That's my life now. That's it. I like it. Then when you lay on your back and take a nap. Netflix is on the floor. <laughs> chills on the floor. <laughs> Let's go. The carpet's looking good. I already see a comment. I, I was looking, how's the carpet in the Smut Studio? The carpet is looking good. I take care of it. Uh, I might need to do another, what do they call it, deep clean? Well, no, there's bodily fluids on the floor. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a little more regular. Just next time you go out of town, mention to the mayor, be like, yeah, hey, I've been Netflixing and chilling on the floor. There might be fluids there. He'll come in. The steam cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Well, Mitch, we're happy to have you here. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you for coming to the show. Guys, and you too can be a participant. Prino, what's it? What's what does it take to become a live participant? A crisp $100 bill. Mitch gave us a crisp $100 Australian bill. It has yeah. a kangaroo on it. And yeah. I think the queen. I'm not sure. There's a koala bear. Uh, yeah. I, now, Mitch, here was my question for you because you're only, I think we were talking at the bar before we were having margaritas. You're only 37. So have you thought about being Paul B. Mitchell, just like Michael Jordan knew he was coming after another greater Michael Jordan, so he had to take on the Michael B. Jordan? No, because I am the greatest. <laughs> He's greater than the hair guy. I like it. There you go. You know, That's all you can do. It's just what, is your Mitchell, what is your middle name, by the way? David. Paul, so Paul D. Mitchell. <laughs> Give him that D. I, I like, like it. it. I like so. it. Well, Mitch, hopefully you enjoy the show. And... Uh, we're going to hammer out some NBA finals. No worries. I'm going to leave you to it. Okay. Thanks, buddy. You <laughs> He's going to go back down under. And by down under, he means on the stool. We may call you back over, Mitch. Just yeah. st- stay ready. Be ready. Be Unlike KD or Clay Thompson, be ready to get off the bench tonight. Game three in the books. The Toronto Raptors have taken a one-game lead after three games. <laughs> I want, the the Toronto Raptors have taken a one game. I like that. That was a good save. The Toronto Raptors up 2-1. Yeah. Win in Oakland. A decided victory at Oracle Arena. I'm going to put an asterisk there. Yeah? No KD? Yeah. No Clay Thompson? Sure. Steph Curry with... An amazing game. Fantastic. His, played great. His best playoff game. Didn't really get his teammates involved, as as many superstars have been criticized in the past before when they go off and their teammates don't do anything else. His, didn't didn't get a huge game. Where was that Andre Iguodala game? His best playoff game of his career. Yeah. 
Well, his highest scoring playoff game of his career. So it was his best playoff game of his career. Uh, I mean, I I haven't. It's his best playoff game. He went for forty-five. Only they showed the stat. I posted on my Twitter. Only five guys have gone for forty-five, five and five. But here's a fun stat, and I also posted this what on my was, Twitter. By the way, what were those other five? What What was his stats for the game? He had forty-five. He had. Let's see here. Steph had. Was it Was it legitimately forty-five, five and five? It was forty-seven. Yeah. Seven assists. Okay. Eight rebounds. He had a great game. Yeah, fantastic. Amazing game. But the fun the fun part of that stat is the last guy to do the 45-5 and 5. LeBron James game one last year? Yes. Yeah. And guess what? They also lost. Which well, get- they, lo- they lost in overtime after George Hill couldn't make a single free throw and J.R. Smith didn't know the score of the game. Yes. Unlike tonight where the Warriors got blowed out at home. Well, that game was also in Oracle last year. Yes. Yeah. Just I just want to make sure we all know what's happening when we're talking about it. Well, my point that I was trying to make, which I assume- no, I know what you're trying to make. Steph played fantastic. Played great. It's almost like you need help. Yes. In the NBA to win games at the highest level. It's almost like, like I said last game after the Toronto Raptors did not win Game Two that. Kyle Lowry has to show up and play an NBA basketball game like he's a legitimate point guard in the NBA. Right? Yes. How do you play tonight? Play great. It's almost like Danny Green, who I don't know if anybody remembers why anybody knows who Danny Green is in the first place. Danny Green, famous for and in the NBA because he had a great shooting three-point finals against LeBron James and the Heat when he was on the San Antonio Spurs. When Kawhi won the MVP. Suddenly has yeah. a great shooting NBA final. And, and so we got a legitimate game from Kyle Lowry. We got a return to the Danny Green that beat LeBron James as part of that Spurs team. And what happened? They went to overtime and snuck out a close victory in Oakland. No, they took out their Canadian dicks and mushroom stamped. Steph Curry and Steve Kerr in Oakland at Oracle. It's a team game. It is, for sure. That's all I want to say. Yep. And, and I can already see the YouTube comments. This isn't about LeBron. This really isn't. This is, to me, this has nothing to do with LeBron. And I'm just saying that to get it out of the way. No, it has nothing to do with LeBron. What it has to do with is talking about what it takes to win an NBA championship, which we have done for a long time. And... It just so happens that we've only been doing for this show for, is this, would you say this is our fifth or sixth NBA finals that we've been doing during this show? This will be our fifth. Our fifth? Okay. Because we're about five and a half years in. It might be our sixth. It's our sixth. Okay. You're right. So it just so happens that for the last six years of talking NBA finals, there has been one player that has been consistently appearing in those NBA finals. And we've talked about the that guy when he's won the NBA finals. We've talked about that guy when he's lost the NBA finals. We've talked about that guy when he's lost the NBA finals and probably deserved the MVP. And now, the for the first time in the six NBA finals that we've done it, that guy is not being mentioned. So what we are doing is we are putting context to 
every NBA Finals that we have talked about on this show before. So if you want to sit there and say, hey, LeBron James, you guys are talking about LeBron James. He's not even in this Finals, blah, blah, blah. You're just like the people who talk Tiger Woods, blah, blah. Tiger Woods didn't win a major for 10 years. We're talking about the first NBA Finals in the history of the Dirty Sports Podcast where LeBron James isn't playing and we're putting into perspective for people who don't understand basketball that it's a team game and it's okay to score 45 points. And it means you're a great fucking basketball player, but it also means you can't do it alone. So if you're sitting at home and you're using the internet to tweet gifts like, you're a fucking idiot because it's a team game. Kill yourself. Joe, the show, the clown shoes. <laughs> there it is. Prano shouting out Twitter users. Let's go. He's all turnt tonight. You had a few things that I probably, we kind of had a few discussions during the game. You were also going off on Steve Kerr, and I said I think he's a good coach. Sure, he's a good coach. Great. He's a good coach. Because if you're a bad coach, he's a good coach. Like, he's a, I'll go one better. He's a great coach. He's a great coach. He's the Russell Wilson of coaches. When everything's lined up for him, he'll win a championship. And when one thing goes not his way, well, surprise, surprise. It's almost like he's a fucking human. It's like everybody. Why, why you got to do Russell like that, because man? Everybody, man, you everybody loves to talk only about championships and what people do and what. I have said before, I I am the first person to call it Be, before anybody, literally, the beginning of Preno Stradamus. This is a championship team. Fire Mark Jackson. They'll win a chip. I said that coming off a seven seed. I said it on the NBA preview episode with Chris Wilde with fucking purple haired Maria and at the fucking sideshow network I said this is a championship team all they need is not a fucking idiot head coach they got a not idiot head coach they have gone on a dynasty but guess what people love to fucking shit on other coaches too who can't get it done when they don't have the best roster ever suddenly Steve Kerr still has the best roster losing games at home in the NBA Finals. Something that the Warriors never do. Well, that's an interesting take. Tonight without Clay, I don't know what how I don't know how the Vegas line if that could move up to, can it move up to the last minute? Yeah, and they were favored at home without Clay. Yeah. They were still favored. They were favored at home the whole day. Everybody knew Clay wasn't playing. Now, if Clay had decided to play at the end and the Vegas line changed even more in the Warriors' favor. That's one thing. But the Warriors were favored in this game without Klay Thompson, without Kevin Durant. So you think the Warriors should have won tonight's game? No, I don't. Okay. I'm just saying everybody – that's what I'm saying. I am here. Hi. I'm changing my last name. Yes, I'm still Joe P, but now I'm Joe Perspective. Get some. Understand the fucking situation. The Toronto Raptors have been playing with this team the whole fucking year. And they're still playing with this team. And now suddenly, the Warriors don't have the team they were playing with the whole year. And so, holy shit, things are changing. It's almost like when the Houston Rockets took the Warriors to a Game 7 last year and weren't playing with their best, their second best player, that they were a completely different team. 
and suddenly didn't play the fucking way they were. But no, no one wants to hear about that. Everybody wants to hear James Harden's a choker. Mike D'Antoni can't get it done in the playoffs. And blah, 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 blah. Perspective, people. The only person that changes the perspective is LeBron James. That's it. He's the guy. Other than that, keep things in perspective. It's very difficult to win if you don't have your fucking team. Hey, Steph Curry had a great game tonight. Steph Curry's the greatest shooter of all time. Steph Curry did amazing things. Also, Steph Curry had 47 points, and the rest of his team had what, 60? The next highest score on— 109. So he had 47, and they had 62. Yeah. Draymond Green had 17. Andre Iguodala had 11. And that's basically it. Boogie had four. Sean Livingston had four. Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson don't come back, or at least one of them. And by the way, if Kevin Durant doesn't come back and Klay Thompson comes back hobbled, this series is over. If Klay Thompson comes back healthy, okay, we'll talk about it. If Kevin Durant comes back hobbled and Klay Thompson comes back hobbled, okay, we'll talk about it. If both of them come back healthy, wow, now we got a fucking series. But otherwise, Steph Curry and Steve Kerr can suck my dick because they're handing the NBA championship to a team from Canada. The Kyle Lowry, Kawhi Leonard, Danny Green, Pascal Siakam, Serge Ibaka, Marcus Gasol, Fucking Nick Nurse, Toronto Raptors. Motherfucking Drake. But that's what I find interesting. So if they don't have their guys. It's almost like when Michael Jordan lost Horace Grant and lost to a 15-year-old Penny Hardaway and a 19-year-old Shaquille O'Neal only to then replace Horace Grant with the greatest rebounder potentially in NBA history and suddenly... Be back in the NBA Finals. It's almost like that these things need fucking perspective. So that's your issue. Yeah, that no one on the internet has any fucking perspective about what's going on. I think you, I, I think you need to. I think we need to get Joe off Twitter. Sorry, they got a monopoly on information. <laughs> there's there's a lot of dumb people out there. You know this. Yeah, I know this. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I'm just trying to talk to those people. You think, are they listening? I hope so. I feel like we've turned some people, but then you never know. You know? Yeah. Aaron's got me signing fucking special cards talking about Russell Wilson. So who knows? Our fucking intern's not even on board yet. Yeah. Well, it, it's getting hot here, so take off all your clothes. He's so worked up. Oops. If Oh, the guy who likes my hands. Hey. If, hey, if, if Clay Thompson... I haven't seen Joe this happy in a while. How are you going to feel if... It's funny, Joe, because you, you really don't want a Canadian team winning the title. No, I don't. It makes me sick to my stomach. I, <laughs> Steph Curry should be defending our nation's flag. It stars, <laughs> it stripes, it's the whole thing. But you don't want a Canadian team winning our title. Steph Curry's letting you, Canadians put their hands all over fucking Aisha. Yet you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the only person giving Aisha attention right now is Canada. Yeah. Old fucking Canucks up there. The Saskatoons are like spitting spitting game at his girl. A night with Jacob Faith. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, in honor of Canada. Wow. Prano's going hard tonight. Chugging beers. It is lit here on the YouTube live stream. I ain't no Aaron Rodgers up in here. You know what I mean? Oh, shots, shots fired. fired. Uh. 
I can't imagine what you're gonna be like if the because you if don't, the New York Knicks ever win an NBA championship. No, I'll be I'll be naked and not afraid. Twenty one straight days of dirty sports podcasts without clothes on. This guy has a press credential. Sorry, I just want to point that out. This guy is asking Steph Curry a question in the NBA. He's from Asian Sports Online. <laughs> Where's the series go from here? I guess it all depends on the injury situation. Yeah, 100%. Like, for example, if Kawhi Leonard were to get hurt before next game, fall off his riding mower, the Toronto Raptors won't win another game of the series. It's almost like people should have some fucking perspective about basketball. Who's going to be happier, though, to see Steph lose if it happens? You or Barry McCockner? I don't even care. Hold on, by Hold on. you or Barry McCockner? No, I'm not even a Steph hater. I'm, a, I'm the original Steph lover. It is true. You are. I'm the original Steph lover. I was on the Steph train before everybody else. I will say. I was, I was literally, I, I said a rosary the year Steph got drafted that he would fall to the Knicks. Here, here's what's funny. He made it, the, by the way, the Minnesota Timberwolves took Rubio and Johnny Flynn in the first fucking four picks or whatever it was. And I was like, we're getting Steph. And then Jerry West slipped in and took my boy. And then we got Jordan fucking Hill. I was that close. One pick away. If you go back in old Dirty Sports but episodes. also, can I just say one thing, Eddie Ruther? If the New York Knicks had gotten Steph Curry, we right now would not have an NBA title. Unless, of course, they ended up still hiring Mike D'Antoni, in which case we'd have all the NBA titles and he would have 11 MVPs. But otherwise, we definitely wouldn't. Because it's hard to win in the NBA by yourself. It's not the splash brother, it's the splash brothers. Okay? Mario's not saving princesses. Mario and Luigi are saving princesses. You know what I mean? The Mario brothers. Super Mario brothers. It's a team game. He needs yes. his other guy. Yes. You really it, it is crazy. You really can't cite an NBA title. Where there wasn't at least a duo. You really can't. I mean, unless you cite LeBron James in 2016, where he led the entire NBA Finals in fucking everything, and Kyrie Irving had like a big scoring game one time. Yeah, but Kyrie and hit a shot when the game was you, tied. Kyrie had a good series. Okay, great. He had a good series. I'm just, but that's my point. He had a good series. Okay. It takes two. Three, four, whatever it is. It takes a lot of people. To tango? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> takes two to drink tang. I mean, look at that Dallas Mavericks team. Yeah. That won. Of course. It was Dirk. It was it Jason was everybody. Kidd. You, there was, by the way, that team had... Tyson Chandler. Defensive player of the year. Yeah. Jason Kidd, former MVP. Shooting threes. Jason Terry. Jason Terry. Shooting multiple six-man winner. Sean Marion. But one of the greatest two-way players. Not to be confused uh, with Sean Merriman. For, for a decade, right? Peja. Forgot Peja was on that squad. Yep. Yeah. J.J. Barea was great off the yeah. bench. J.J. Barea. The team was low. Brian Cardinal, the janitor. We're not, I'm not going to go that far, but yeah. He was, he, was sweeping up, he was sweeping up rebounds. The old Cardinal. Brian Cardinal. I can't believe we got this. I can't believe the Warriors are down. Here we are. All these injuries. Yeah, it's crazy. Injuries suck. And 
Right. I mean, but you're right. Now our intern just timed in, but what about Boogie? Yes. Theoretically, Steph Curry still played with two all-stars tonight. Boogie's so, hurt. Th- that one play that I was talking about during the game, he couldn't even jump. Like, okay. Boogie is hurt. Okay, but let's just let's just keep again perspective. Yes. The best player on the Golden State Warriors has been hurt. And the third best player on the Golden State Warriors has been hurt. And the second best player on the Golden State Warriors is down 2-1 to the Toronto Raptors. But Draymond Green has been a consistently great player for the Warriors since he has arrived. Yeah, he's, he's a great. multi-time All-Star. Yeah. And yeah, is Boogie Cousins hobbled? Sure. He he didn't turn into like his injury has not made him Timothy Mozgov, for example. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. He's not he's not Birdman suddenly. He's still Boogie Cousins. He still had he still played 28 minutes the other night, and everybody was talking about how great he played. Andre Iguodala, uh, the Bill Simmons podcast. I only saw the headline. I didn't actually listen to it. They. I don't know where they settled on it, but a debate was had whether or not Andre Iguodala is an NBA Hall of Famer. Excuse me? Yeah. Now, I love Bill Simmons, and really just about the only thing we disagree on from an NBA perspective is who the greatest player of all time is. But apparently this, too. I, I didn't I, – look, I didn't listen to it. I, again, I'm saying th- there was a discussion with him and Chuck Klosterman who I can – assure you with a hundred percent certainty has never actually stepped on hardwood in his life. He's from like South Dakota. Stick to writing about fucking hipster bands. Okay. I don't need to know who Chuck Klosterman thinks belongs in the NBA hall of fame or not, but Bill Simmons, uh, heard a debate. I don't know where he ended up coming down on the question, but I'm just saying on this podcast, if you brought up, let's say you were the Chuck Klosterman of the podcast if you brought up, is Andre Iguodala a Hall of Famer, I would throw you out your own window and you would immediately be replaced by Paul Mitchell. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Deservingly so, too. So, just putting things into perspective. Again, Joey Perspective. Joey Prano, Joey Podcasts, Joey, now Joey Perspective. The Warriors will not win a game if KD and Clay aren't playing. They'll win one game, but they will lose. No, I'm I'm saying okay. this is this is me, Andy Ruther talking. If Clay and KD are not playing, they will not win another game. Plain and simple, they won't. Okay, let's talk about the potential of a Warriors winning this series at this point, down two one. Where are you on? Are you fifty fifty? You don't know who's gonna play or when they're gonna play. Where are you? I'm this. If Clay comes back, we got ourselves a good series, a great series, seven-game series. He he has an injured hamstring, and he missed tonight. I don't know if you know anything about hamstrings, but it's like he's not going to be healed for next game. You know, He's going to be a hobbled Clay at best. A hobbled Clay, no KD. Do they win game four in Oracle? I don't know. Hobbled. If they get 20 points out of Clay, they can win, whether he's hobbled or not. That's why they, that's why they call him Andy Hot Take. Well, well, no, no, because here's the thing. I don't think people realize this. I know this sounds if so— If Clay s- comes back and plays well, they can win. 
you could score still play you, you don't have to play the best to get 20 points my my, my my thing is this I don't think people fully realize this guys they don't have anybody to score the fucking ball. They, 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 even before Clay got hurt, I don't think people who don't watch basketball, the difference between Clay, Steph, versus KD. Guys, KD doesn't need anyone. This is it right here. This is the true. This is the question. Shout out to NBA TV. They just put up a font of the real question. What do the Warriors miss more, Clay's offense or Clay's defense? The underrated. That's a good question. The underrated quality. Clay Thompson is a fucking All NBA defender. Second team this year. Steph Curry. He's a great player. He's the second best player on the Warriors. He's the best shooter of all time. He's somewhere between the top twenty and top. 15 players ever if his career keeps on the trajectory it's on and blah 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 but he's a shit defender yeah from day one of his career to now great he gets a lot of steals he takes a lot of chances well he's not a good defender clay what do they miss more that's a good question suddenly Kyle Lowry's having a big game. Danny Green's having a big game. Kawhi Leonard's having 30. Well, what did I complain about last episode? They shot 29% from three-point range. You didn't think it was as bad as I thought. I thought that was piss poor. I said, you can't shoot that poorly at home. Blah, blah, blah. Tonight, minus Clay, Boogie, who looked very hobbled, like his injury caught back up with him. The Raptors went 17 of 38 from three-point range for 44.7%. So about a 45% clip. It's a great question, whether they miss his D or offense. But even before his injury, the big question with the Warriors is, without Kevin Durant, can they score enough points? I don't think people realize that. You need guys who can score. And they like just get buckets. But also, let's not talk about Looney's... Out like that's what I'm saying. They are hobbled. what I said to get it today during the game is suddenly the Warriors. This is this is why, like we talk about the NBA Finals. It like you said last episode. Like does Steph need an NBA Finals MVP? Now, if the Warriors were to win this championship, Steph will get Finals MVP. Sure, right, and because, deserve it he because deserve- KD's already missed three games. Clay's already missed a game. Right, he had forty-seven tonight. He would get it, but it's not whether or not Steph can get a Finals MVP that will determine his legacy. It's this: suddenly, the Golden State Warriors are every NBA team ever, which means that in the NBA Finals, no matter how good they are, they have to trot out some asshole like Jarebko tonight. Jarebko's walking on the floor. By the way, every NBA team in history, for the most part, has trotted a Jarebko out. Because in the NBA Finals... You want to hear some crazy numbers? Yeah. Jarebko played 10 minutes tonight. Andrew Bogut played 22 minutes tonight. Bogut played more minutes than Boogie Cousins. Yeah. But my point is this. Every NBA team ever... If they go eight or nine deep, has to get to that guy. That's the ninth guy on every NBA team, Jarebko. Okay, and it sucks that you've got it, that that guy has to play a part in some of these games. Who who are the for Dre- some for example, 
on some of LeBron James teams, the Jarebkos, aka the J.R. Smiths, are starting games. The Mozgovs, the Delavadovas, the fucking whoever's, those guys are starting. Now, luckily, Jarebko only has to play a couple minutes, but the legacy. The Steph Curry legacy is can he win an NBA championship and be the best player on a team that is suddenly just a hero team, not a superhero team. He's a fucking guy. I can be in, a hero. He's a guy in a regular old UFC is that fight. How it goes? He doesn't have a gun. He doesn't have a knife. He's just in a fucking wrestling match. Let's go. That was purely for you, Mitch. We're doing... not we're not referencing R. Kelly on this. That was Enrique thing. Iglesias. Didn't you just... <laughs> I can be a hero. Isn't it something like that? Yeah. That's an Enrique Iglesias yeah. song. I think it's a pretty good Enrique impersonation, I might say. There goes my hero. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any other hero songs that I know? Yeah. The fucking... Uh, the whatchamacallit? The, the Nickelback Spider-Man song. Remember that one? Oh. AIDS. Audio AIDS is what that is. Audio aids to your ear. Is Imagine Dragons the new Nickelback? No. That's offensive. There's been a debate between the Ruther brothers. My brother Greg thinks that. I mean, Imagine Dragons, they're like, you know, I don't think anybody's saying that 20 years from now anybody's listening to the Imagine Dragons Essentials album. But Nickelback and Creed were punchlines. Nickelback, Creed, Smash Mouth. Right. By the way, the Smash Mouth guys are still a part of fucking pop culture because that guy can't stop tweeting at people. Yeah. In the Smash Mouth. By the way, I'm not a Drake fan. But the Drake in a Drake Smash Mouth beef, I'm, I'm Team Drake. I didn't see this. Yeah. I saw Smash Mouth mocking uh, the idea of a straight pride parade, which is ridiculous. But uh, I and I don't know who's tweeting from the Smash Mouth account. Is it? Is that did that guy change his name to Smash Mouth? There's like eight guys. Yeah, you. I, I'm assuming it's what has Smash singer. Mouth done besides that All Star song? I mean, they had a couple of hits, but this is like when I was in high school. Yeah, but All Star like, was late, certain they're, certainly their like big late line. '90s. What's the Drake Smash Mouth beef? Fill me in on this. Well, you know, Smash Mouth is like the Bay Area band, and they tweet nonstop. From just like at Smash Mouth or something. They tweet nonstop about like Bay Area sports. Okay. They're basically the Dennis Gubbins of rock bands is what I'm telling you. Like they're just <laughs> they're just throwing haymakers from Twitter. <laughs> they're like, we play Frisbee and we love the Warriors. Get me on your show to talk about it. Hey, now I'm an all-star. Got a West Side show. Get your game on. Go play. <laughs> Uh, my boy Joey No Chill is on one tonight. By the way, lots of comments about my sweatpants. Guys, I've worn these a thousand times. Yeah. <laughs> these are Flag and Anthem sweatpants. I've worn these for the last six fucking months. They're not yoga pants. They're Flag and Anthem sweatpants. And they're great sweatpants. That I own a pair. I, was, I own a pair exactly like them. I was going to say, Jesus, what are we talking about? Like, the, the, What's wild is I'll, I'll peek up and look at you, the YouTube comments. Like, What are these guys talking about? They're not gray sweatpants. They're gray and blue. Yeah. You know, gray sweatpants, the way to go. I could I could just look at people walking around in gray sweatpants all day, but those are a nice look anyway. All right. Thanks for the donation. Sorry, I've missed some of them. I've seen some of them. We just got another $1.99. Tyler W's trying to say, Joe, take a drink. Andy, hit the pen. I mean...
Uh, Mitch, can you can you my second the second drawer has got a big bag. It's got marijuana paraphernalia. Yeah, please. Yeah, and you can you can indulge in this too if you want. Let me let me see what I got in here. This is, this is a great show. We're just we're live, and the the minute we got people telling us to do drugs, we're just like, yeah, let's let's do it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, let me turn you on. This is a real shit show. Okay, you're you're mic'd up. Cool. Um, just want to give a little love to all the donations. Be keeping track of them. Oh, thanks. So first one we got is Preston Grimes. Shout out for the donation. And then we got Perry Porter, another donation. And then I know. All right, we got Tyler W, another one, and then one more from Preston. So oh, thank nice. you guys, appreciate it, all the donations. Wait, two two from the same Preston? Yeah, two from Preston wow. Grimes. Can I can I talk a little bit about Indiana some, Dirt Ball. Uh, some financial support that I've gotten from the Dirty Sports Podcast recently? I said on the end of the show last time that I had three dollar Joe Prano takes the stand special cards that were damaged. I got I got like almost twice as many. Uh, three dollar donations as I had damaged cards, so I uh, I hooked everybody up. I put most of them in the mail yesterday. A lot of people got new, crisp mint condition cards because I ran out. Uh, shout out to all the people who gave me more than three dollars. If you gave me like five bucks, I gave you a clean card if I could. If you gave me like ten bucks, I threw some gang of stickers in there. So shout out to everybody who I didn't. I've been pushing. My, how long did I push my special on the show? Fucking like we're talking about almost three years at this point. And then suddenly, I don't know. What, what did you guys want? My signature on a card? Wow. I'm just like, I'm honored and happy to do it. So if you want one, uh, slide into my DMs or slide into my Venmo. I'll just keep signing cards and keep mailing them out. I don't like going to the post office. So, well, and by the way, forever stamps, 55 cents these days. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Rate me harder. American I, uh, postal system. I want to give a shout out to the dirt balls too. Now that we're doing this real quick in the show. Uh, you guys have done a great job leaving iTunes reviews and follows for koozies so well that you've done. That doesn't make sense. You've done so well. I had to order a whole new shipment of koozies. I just put an order for 500 more koozies. So, Koozie gang? That Koozie gang is strong. So keep it up. If you have already left an iTunes review, an old one, leave a new one. Drop your Twitter, Instagram handle, and I'm still shipping out two koozies per person. I put in a whole new order for koozies. So, you know, it might be a little longer of a delay. I mean, I'm to the point, guys, I ship two koozies up to Canada. Like, we're not fucking around here. We're making this bitch global. We got Mitch here well, from, the, from Australia. The, the, the potential NBA championship. Is going to Canada, and so should our koozies. Our koozies will go wherever our NBA championship go. We'll go to Mexico, though, because it's a despicable country filled with rapists and murderers, and mostly rapists. But some rapists are also murderers, but most definitely rapists. All drug-addicted rapists. Canada, beautiful country, lots of trees, lots of good basketball. I like you. Now, if the Raptors win, do they visit? What is, what is the equivalent of the White House in Canada? Uh, I think it's the greenhouse. It's the greenhouse. <laughs> it's uh, it's an actual greenhouse where they're growing lots of plants, lots of pine trees and pine cones, maple syrup. Not saying our house is better. I'm just saying ours is an actual residence. Yeah, and theirs is a place where they grow plants. So we don't we don't know what where the president of Canada lives. What's his name? Trudeau. What's it, what's his name? Is it Trudeau? 
<laughs> um, <laughs> fucking Torch so, and Wolves like, we got it. Yeah, it's uh I guess it's called twenty four Sussex Drive, Promenade Sussex. Yeah, is that what, right? Sussex? But what, Sussex. Yeah. But what is it? It's a it's it's a residence. Honestly, it looks like an old. Uh, it looks like a presidential residence. No, it, it does not. No, <laughs> it looks like an old, um, kind of like colonialish looking house. No, maybe yeah. What's what's the president of Canada? Uh, it's a prime minister. <laughs> same shit. Prime yeah. minister of Canada. No, it's not the same shit. What? Who is currently Mitch Justin Trudeau? Yeah, yeah. I knew yeah, yeah. it was Trudeau. I was I'm smart enough. I'm savvy enough. He's a good looking guy, right? That's what they talk about. Yeah, he's pretty handsome. Yeah, he's also the author and cartoonist of Doonesbury. Fun fact. What? Yeah. Justin Trudeau. Ooh, okay. Uh, bonus facts. So <laughs> the primary residence is that 24 Sussex Drive. Seasonal okay. residence, Harrington Lake. And Rideau Cottage is temporary. So I guess Ooh, that'd be like... a little Rideau Cottage. Yeah, Maybe a yeah. Rideau Cottage visit for the, uh, for the Raptors. Come to the cottage. <laughs> <laughs> I want Kawhi to stay on Toronto. I don't want him to leave. Okay. I like this. You don't want him to come to fucking Clip City? No. Fuck that. Fuck that. The Clippers the Clippers are just annoying to me. So, so we've already said this. Go back to San Diego. Get out of LA. No one cares about you. Sam Tripoli's the only one who fake cares. He doesn't even watch games. Uh, how how dare you? Chris Wilde's the world's biggest Clippers fan. And I've n- I've never been more offended than I am right now by anything that's ever been said on the show. <laughs> See, I can't believe you just. I, I'm call. I'm literally gonna call Chris Wild. I feel like I should call him on the air. You just called Sam Tripoli a greater Clippers fan than Chris Wild. Chris Chris Wild, the world's biggest Clippers fan. Okay, fine. Bill Chris, Billy Chris, suck my dick. It's fine. The kid from Malcolm in the Middle, fuck off. Penny Marshall, you're dead. <laughs> Chris Wild, world's biggest Clippers fan. How okay. dare you? Okay, well, whatever. What do you mean, whatever? I'm saying I don't care about the Clippers, and what I'm also saying is I'd like to see— What you're saying is you don't care about Chris Wilde, and I'm going to make sure he knows that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he'll tweet at me about it, and I won't respond. I'm saying I want to see Kawhi Leonard— On the Raptors. Yes, I but like you this. hate Raptors, and you hate Canada, and I'm, you hate that 12-year-old who always calls us. No, I love the 12-year-old. You, you've, said, you've said numerous times that you refuse to visit Canada. Have you ever been to Canada? I haven't. I'd love to go. See? This is what I'm saying. You just refuse to visit. No. You hate our neighbors to the north. Have you been to Mexico? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course you have. But you haven't been to Canada? No, I haven't. I'd love to go. You'd love to? It's not that hard. Canadian, you can drive there. Canadians are lovely people. I always say they're the friendliest people that I know. I don't know a mean Canadian. One of my best friends is from Canada. Eddie Delisepi. <laughs> I wouldn't call him mean. Shots fired. <laughs> I wouldn't call him mean. Okay. Who hear, who hears that for who hears their name being mentioned first? Delasefi or Govins? <laughs> I don't think Govins knows how to download a podcast, so you got that going for him. <laughs> Dennis Govins is Dennis, somebody such an inside joke with us. Somebody's gonna tell Dennis that he was mentioned on this podcast and he's gonna get on the roof and try to install an antenna to try to hear it. He's gonna be like, Wow, what do I do there? Is it connected to my UHF? Hey, <laughs> Gubbins, are you 50 years old? What's happening? UHF. <sighs> you know what? I just I was saying this during the game. I I liked Kawhi, but now he's turned into an urban legend yeah. with all these things coming out. His college teammates. I don't know if you guys saw the story. It came out, The Athletic, which is so funny. You remember when I first mentioned The Athletic and you made fun of it, and now it's like a legit thing? 
Like you mocked it on this show. If you say so. We laughed about it. I mean, it's still a pay per blog. Yes. So. But it's become this legit thing, and all these legit sports writers have gone there. Anyway, they did a story with Kawhi's former teammates. And do you have a subscription to The Athletic? I do not. But you read it? Yes. Bad business model. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm just saying. I read excerpts from it. Right. That were news headlines. Yeah. They interviewed his San Diego State teammates. And what I loved is basically the gist of it. LeBron, or not LeBron, Jesus, this is where my head's at. Kawhi's shit-talking is just how he is in person. They said he'd score or he'd about to score and he'd just go, bucket. Or he, one of the guys said he just goes, nope. Doesn't even seem like it's trash talking as much as it's just stating the obvious. Yeah. Yeah. But now you said a good point. Well, like, Kawhi's crazy. We'd go out to restaurants with him and the waitress would be like, what do you want? He'd just be like, chicken. <laughs> what? That's just, that just sounds like somebody ordering. Yeah, but he didn't like give it any flair. You said something. He'd be like, side salad. Side salad. <laughs> like you think Kawhi, we were watching his post game interview. You said you think now Kawhi is playing into Well, he had that little he had like he had one of these going. He had the like he didn't want to smile, but he he wanted to smile, but he knew he couldn't. Yeah. Now he's like that guy. He's that guy. Yeah. Now he's gotta be like now he's like Mr. Serious, Mr. Quiet, Mr. Whatever. So now He's got to play like this is his marketing technique, right? Yeah. Now he's like Mr. He's like, I don't know, fucking Mr. Quiet. I don't know what to. Yeah. Is he, is he in the Watchmen? I don't know. Well, he went from he's Nike. Mr. Quiet. He went from Nike to, I believe, he's New Balance now. You, yeah. He's, I mean, classic. He's wearing dad shoes in the NBA Finals. He's suing He's going to win the NBA Finals MVP in dad shoes. He's going to be like, Air Monarchs in the house. <laughs> <laughs> New Balance is good for running, though. Yeah, New Balance is also New Balance also really good for uh, mowing your lawn on a riding mower in cargo shorts while drinking a crisp, cool Miller Lite on a hot summer day. Yeah. Although my dad loves to use that riding mower, as people know from my yeah. Instagram stories. Does your dad wear New Balance? No. What's your dad? What's Walt? Actually, yeah, he might. Yeah. He might. I know. I know he yeah. owns a pair. I know he owns a pair. That's for sure. A lot of times, it's just the loafer, sockless. Yeah, sure. My my dad, I've learned the joke with my brothers now. My dad, when he wakes up now, if, especially if you catch him breakfast in like his his V neck white shirt and underwear, he's very Bernie Sanders esque with the hair going all over the place. Yeah, like he's fucking Bernie Sanders. My dad is, which would offend him so much because of his political opinion. Right. He he would be. Royally offended. He's like, I just think everybody should have breakfast. Come into the kitchen. You get breakfast. Why wouldn't you have breakfast? I got plenty of sausage. Everybody should have sausage. That's not how it works, Walt. The whole world can't just have sausage. Somebody's got to pay for all the sausage. No, it's fine. I've got the sausage. We have plenty of sausage. Everybody have sausage. Did I tell you? I'll mow the neighbor's lawn. Who cares? Did I tell you... Uh, my so you're a lawn socialist is what you're saying, Walt. He's like, how dare you? I tell you what my dad said when I was home. My dad told me... I might, did I say this on an episode? My dad told me to get a job. And he said it in front of my mom. And then when my mom left an hour later, he apologized. He was, told you to get a job? It was the weirdest thing ever. He, like, he felt guilty. He's like, He goes, get a job. But he said it like that, like mean, like, like you're worthless. And an hour later, he goes, oh, I'm sorry for what I said to you. 
about getting a job. <laughs> <laughs> like, he doesn't understand any of this shit. Like, if I called my dad and said, Dad, how am I paying rent? He would just say, I don't know. The internet. <laughs> <laughs> well, Prano, game four will be Friday. And like I said, I am going up to the Bay Area yep. this weekend. And uh, we discussed how much tickets were. You instantly pulled out your SeatGeek app and you're like, Ruther, let's look at tickets on SeatGeek. You said the cheapest tickets available, game four, Warriors, Raptors, NBA Finals, around 700 bucks. $712, but I got news for you, Andy. What's that? I have a feeling they'll come down a little bit, one or two bucks. Combine that with the Dirty Sports SeatGeek app promo code, which gets you $10 off, by the way, and suddenly you're looking at under 700 bucks, bud. Amazing. I know... Warriors fans, they're out. They're down 2-1. Already. They've never known this kind of, you know, their backs are against the wall. They're going to be out for game four. You figure you're going to get down to 708, 707 for the worst ticket in the house. Throw on that promo code, take $10 off. You're looking in the 690s. That's something you can afford. Walt's like, how can you afford the $697? And you're like, why are you talking like a Jew from Vermont at this point? He's like, because I'm... Midwest Bernie Sanders, how are you paying for these tickets? And you're like, the internet. And he's like, the internet, I don't understand it. Promo code dirty, dad. That's right, guys. Walt Sanders knows. Best of all, my li- best of all, all the listeners of our show get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek supports our show, so we hope you support them as well. Use our promo code dirty for $10 off on your first purchase. Again, you can use that for concert tickets. Sports, comedy, whatever you want. Remember, that's promo code DIRTY for $10 off your first purchase. And speaking of money, shout out to Von Brewer with another donation. Hot, hot donation action. Hot donation action. It's almost like everyone else is in a good mood that the Warriors lost. I know. I feel like everybody's in a good mood because I'm in a good mood. I feel like my mood is, you know, contagious. It is. It's like I'm yawning. The whole world yawns, you know? What do you think about Lionel Holland's Lakers assistant? Was that on the rundown? No, but that was... Uh, but it's on the bottom of the screen. It's on the ticker. I like you, it. So, wait They're a stacking second. stacking their assistants I was, I was just gonna say. Coaches. So, the Lakers now have... Jason Kidd. And Lionel Hollins. Hollins. Yeah. Get Tyron Lue in there. Did Tyron Lue get hired? No, he's still doing the... Wide open mouth, Tyron, Tyron Lou look. Yeah. All right, I want to I want to talk a little baseball. Let's go. We're not going to do dirt ball calls this episode. It is not set up. Fuck them. That's what I've always <laughs> said. Mitch is here. We'll throw it to Mitch. I will say with Mitch coming all the way from Australia to the Smut Studio down under, he has set the bar high for dirt balls coming to a live dirty sports broadcast yeah because you we can you go geographically is there any place farther antarctica no that wouldn't be farther right because you'd be coming what's what's the farthest what would be the farthest for somebody to come into the studio i've got to imagine right like because we're on the west coast it would have to be a little bit yeah china russia yeah, with the north. 
What yeah. are you doing over there, intern? All right, so I had to look it up. Furthest place, technically, from California, this area, is uh, actually in France. Wow. Isn't that weird? It's like right in the middle. When you think is about that it, what though. you just like were responding to when you like, put I that in? Like, I didn't think I'd find an answer that fast. I'm calling bullshit on it. it pops up right away. No, St. Paul, France. Is the furthest place from California. What do you put yeah. in? Furthest location from Los Angeles, California? I put farthest place in the world from California. And this is the farthest point from Los Angeles, California. Is this some cheddar dick? Like, where's this information coming from? Sounds like the internet. Sounds like the same place as your it's entire a web- livelihood. It's a website called furthestcity.com. This whole wow. website is literally dedicated to this kind of information. Wait until Walt Ruther gets a hold of that city. Yeah. He'll have he'll be sitting, been in weeks seeing what places are far from each other. Okay, so... We get a French dirt ball. He's like, let's say I was in Cleveland. What's furthest from Cleveland? Okay. Why was let's I br- say I go visit your brother at Columbus. He just moved. I'm the only... You're the only non-Cincinnati Ruther. I'm the only non-Cincinnati Ruther at this point. You're the only non-married Ruther. Yes. You're the only kidless Ruther. Yes. Basically, get a job. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> what he's really saying is move back to Cincinnati and have a grandson. Uh, let's talk a little baseball, Joe. Let's do it. Did I already say that? That is some deja vu. The Cubs have signed Kimbrell. He finally got picked up. It's happened? Did that happen tonight? I think it was about to happen. Oh, God Did it officially it. happen? Let me pull up the old this is, story. This is the, this is the kind of shit I deal with on the Dirty Sports Podcast. It's like, it happened. Did it happen? Well, it might happen. I don't know. Let me yeah, check. well, the story's been updated. It was updated 30 minutes ago. I didn't look. Craig Kimbrell has signed with the Cubs three years, $43 million. Wow. Wow. Getting paid. <laughs> Four. Wow, that's ridiculous. Three years. That's kind of crazy. Why is he getting so much money as the closer? Well, because they're now in the mix, and they're the Cubs. And they have Theo Epstein, and they don't give a fuck about spending money. But what's crazy is that he finally signed, and he got three. Like, I thought for sure he was eventually going to sign for, like, $22 million for the rest of the year or some, like, dumb, large, one-year yeah. number. He ends up getting three years and not like a little bit of money. That's a good amount of money for a fucking closer. It's four, I mean, he's over $14 million a year. Yeah. Um, yeah, wow. Well, you know, like obviously everybody was calling for my Mets to sign him. And now and, – and I was like, wow, the Mets are fucking assholes for not signing him. And now I kind of get it. Like that's three years, $43 million. We're not, you know – we're not the first team in New York. If only there was a way to make the game a little more fair and not just have the Cubs signing everybody left and right. I mean, the fact that they do not have a salary cap still. Oh, so you're a communist now. You're my only son without a child, and you're socialist. <laughs> I get it. Everybody should go to college, too. <laughs> That's the deal. I pay for five boys to go to college, and now, and now, but you're just going to give it away for free? Great. Thank God I worked my whole life for that. This might be one of my new favorite impersonations. Joe Prano as Walt Ruther as, as Bernie, Bernie Sanders. Sanders. 
Just riding his riding mower. Great. I have to pay for five boys to go to college, and now just closes, get to go to college for free? What? You're mixing metaphors. It doesn't matter. You're all socialists. I hope you all die in Chernobyl. My dad have you pay- started watching Chernobyl, by no. the way? How is it? Mind-blowingly good. Is it? Yeah. I wanted to watch it. I will watch it. Yeah, it's good. I think I'm, I'm done with it. The only it. thing that's weird, and I did see somebody tweet about this, and shout out to the person that did, because sometimes when I, have a, when I catch on board of these things late and then I look up tweets, I'm like, oh, of course somebody has that idea. Everybody on the show is British. Like, it's a fucking fully British cast show. And I'm like, why is everybody have a British accent? And uh, I saw a great tweet. Somebody was like, you know, what? some dumb Twitter, like, fucking set up like nobody every character on chernobyl like hello governor let's go down to the radiation tank it's like uh it's totally true like i don't know why they decided to cast the entire show as people with british acts like this happened in the ukraine yeah but who knows but it's still really good well look at game of thrones is mostly all british people. yeah but at least that happens in like some fictional land where everybody's also british you want you know what you I mean? want more russians uh, or one, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Or one ru- person who's Russian, or one person who's not British in a show about Russia. Well, as long as they're good actors. Is that what you're saying? The best actors are British people. I feel like they. I feel like what they were doing is they made a show for the United States, right? Like we are the target demographic for all major entertainment productions, right? Are we? I feel like we are. China's a huge market at I this know, point. I know, but I'm like I'm saying like, yeah, there's Bollywood and there whatever, but like the Avengers, like they know that shit's going to play in China, but it's it makes made more for money. us. But those people appreciate it. Do you okay. know what I'm saying? We're the we're the lead sadly, you know, we're the lead thing. So everything's about our culture and then other cultures just like accept that. Yeah. What's weird is like I felt I feel like HBO was like so we're, we have to make this show in English. We're not going to make – it's not going to be Roma, right, where we're just, like, making it with Mexican people and just having subtitles. We're not making it with Russians. We're going to make it in English. Yeah. But this happens somewhere else, so that people have to have accents. But no one gives a fuck what kind of accents. So they're just going to have British accents. And I was like – I'm sitting there going, like, what? Like, because I know – because I know there's people in Ohio who are like, do fucking Russians have British accents? <laughs> like, I, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> – Walt's like, Walt's like, why is everybody in Russia have a British accent? I love that you- Are they just giving out British accents like their college educations now? I love that you think, one, Walt has HBO. <laughs> yeah. Two, that he would watch that. I would never. No. I would never support liberal Hollywood. <laughs> I mean, I mean, my dad's so ridiculous. He likes the Smithsonian Channel. <laughs> what is that? Is that some guy walking around the museum? It's- it's a mixture of like a guy with an iPhone. He's like, "That's that. Look at there. That's a Declaration of Independence." It's a mixture of history <laughs> and it's just a guy on Skype via the museum. Well, there are a couple shows I like. There's one called Aerial City where they're basically the whole show is they'll fly over a city and show you all the cool yeah, landmarks. Yeah. I actually just watched one of those. Yeah, so it's actually cool, right? That's on the Smithsonian. But this is what's so funny about Walt. He goes, he's telling me how he likes the Smithsonian. Then he goes. He's tell me how much how much he likes it and all these different adjectives. But then he, at the end he just goes, "Yeah, but it can be too liberal at times." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "What does that mean? You just told me for the last ten minutes how much you like the channel. It can be too liberal at times." Anyway, he's like, "Sometimes they have artifacts at the museum. 
straight out effects and gay out effects living together in, in happiness it's not supposed to be that way the gay constitution is not supposed to lay with the straight constitution I uh, that'll get that'll get us kicked off YouTube nowadays. Yeah. Like, oh, damn. <laughs> Walt as Bernie Sanders riding his lawnmower talking about the Smithsonian Channel. They're like, shut it off. They cannot monetize this. We're not gonna make that whole fucking twenty two dollars in donations we had. YouTube's just shutting down. They said trans riding mowers are not okay. <laughs> shut it down. Bresler's like, I told you they're coming for you. Bresler. They're they're pickpocketing you. Bresler's waiting outside my door. I want to have this baseball discussion real quick. Okay. I was taking a shower the other day. Yeah. And for some reason, I started thinking about Cal Ripken's. That's a weird thing to think naked in your shower. But I just started thinking about Cal Ripken's streak. Yep. Of how amazing it was. Yep. The consecutive game streak. Now, is this your... Did you come up with this list of choices? This was all me. Okay. 100% Andy Ruther original. Because, you know, there's more of these. Uh, this is a this is an ongoing question. Is it? Like, what will be the hardest okay. to break? Yeah, I didn't even look anything up as far as, like, other lists. I just... I was thinking about Cal Ripken and how amazing him playing... I don't even know how many games he played. But then I looked up who's been the closest... And the closest to Ripken, which wasn't even close, was Miguel Tejada as far as most recent. Right. Consecutive games, which I believe was like 700-something. So then I thought, what's going to be the hardest record in Major League Baseball to break? And there's just three that I picked. Random three. Yeah. All-time home runs list. Yep. All-time hits list or most consecutive games. And I assume we're both going to agree no one is going to touch his most consecutive games. No one's going to touch it simply because of the like millennial babying and you everybody needs a day off. Every not only do you get a day off, you get a participation trophy for your day off. Yeah. Like there it's just like if you're a great player like Cal Ripken was a great player from the beginning. Sure. If you're a great player they're never going to let you do that because they don't think it's in your best interest. If you're not a great player, you're just not going to play long enough. So the only way to do it would be to be some like beloved mid-range player that like could convince their manager to let them play every day. Let's not forget like I think wasn't Cal Ripken senior like the manager of the Orioles, yeah. Like, he basically convinced his dad to let him play every day, and then like, and then I I don't know what at, at what point it became a thing, but like obviously at a point it became a thing where sure. he was no never going to miss a game. Of those, that's going to be the hardest because it's just going to be completely taken out of that player's hands. I don't think it's actually physically harder to accomplish. But I think that it won't. A player won't have the ability, won't be given the opportunity to accomplish I mean, it. I mean, let me put this in perspective. Cal Ripken Jr. played two thousand six hundred and thirty-two straight games for seventeen seasons. Yeah, I'm sorry, from nineteen eighty-two to nineteen ninety-eight. Then there's Lou Gehrig. Then there's Everett. You know, we're, we're going back when it doesn't matter. Steve Garvey was close, and then again, Miguel Tejada is six. Miguel Tejada played, I was wrong, I said 700, I was way off. He played 1,152 straight games 
Which is less than half. Which is less than half right. for seven straight years. Right. And then, look, it's going to be hard to break the hits record because that's just so many hits. That, But, like, again, we're, we're – it's all about time. We're removed from an era where it's possible. We're not that far removed from an era – like Ichiro could have broken that. Like he could have, he did essentially. If you consider, I know you're a Cincinnati all-time hitting guy, but like, had Ichiro been an American kid, that record's broken. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. If like, I, no, I agree. He had right, a good, yeah, he had like a good chance. He, like if he grew up in Indiana and not in Japan and slipped on a fucking you know Applebee's you know, burrito or something and shredded his knee. Maybe this never happens. I don't, right. But like, wait, they sell burritos at Apple. I don't know. I'm sure oh, they do. Game changer. Who knows? An enchilada, whatever, a two for 20. But like, my point is, you know, he, he slips on an electric lemonade. Somebody spilled outside an Applebee's. I don't know. I'm just saying, <laughs> physically, we should get smart. I mean, how is Applebee's not throwing us I some money? track it regularly. But you really but, don't. Right. I mean, if we're going to get a sponsor, it should be. Miller Lite, the official beer sponsor of the Dirty Sports you're, Podcast. What are you looking? Oh, you're looking at Insta stories. Yeah, you're not even looking Insta at the stories. camera. Okay. Um, yeah, because this is the actual show. That's like, you know, it's all through social media. That's the days. show within anyway, the show. Anyway, my point is Ichiro could have done it. You know, okay. e like theoretically, Ichiro could be breaking the all-time hits record like tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the timing of it is like, I don't know if anybody will be allowed to play long enough to break any of these records, but I will just say the Who? most the most wins for a pitcher in Major League history is 511. That is never getting broken. Greg Maddox had 355. That dude's 106, 156 See, short. This brings up a big. This brings up a bigger like question. No one's ever doing that. This brings up a bigger question with all these baseball records. Then why have them? Like why can you know exactly? Sure, that's why the when the they question becomes to shorten the season. But the reason is because these are all career records, whereas shortened season affects your seasonal record, and that's like how people judge players like in the moment, as opposed to like no one's breaking these career records. So just get rid of th that in general. I mean, even the home run. You know, I pulled it up. The home run record. Theoretically, somebody could break the home run record. Albert Pujols is at 644. Right. He's sixth all time. Right. He's still... A hundred and... He's 118 short of tying Barry Bonds. Like, he's not going to do it, but he could do he it. He could get to 700. Yeah. That's what's crazy about Pujols. A-Rod, his career just ended. Like Right, because that was one of the most scumbag things. By the way, have we, can, can we talk about this A-Rod? Have you seen this... Throwback Thursday that's going around? Yeah, fill me in on this. A-Rod on draft day. Said, on draft day. Said he wanted to date J-Lo. Somebody asked him what like a perfect date is, and he's like, get me an, a date with J-Lo. The dude is marrying J-Lo. See, that's creepy. Yo, that is the ultimate mic drop. Really? It was the same thing. Do you remember the whole Katie Holmes, Tom Cruise? Did you know about that? No, but that's it was the totally same thing. different. Well, yeah, because hers was all set up by the yeah, Church of Scientology. Yeah, because Tom Cruise fucking some 11 dudes with, like, tinfoil on their heads were like, did you know that she wants to date you? The grand leader would be okay with that. 
date her immediately, jump on Oprah's couch, say how excited you are about it. And by the way, I love Tom Cruise. Do not take this in any way as any sort of Tom Cruise diss. I don't know, man. That, YouTube will take Tom, YouTube, YouTube will demonetize us for Tom Cruise blasphemy. Tom Cruise is the Cal Ripken of fucking actors. That dude's done twenty one hundred and sixty one straight rolls without fucking missing one. Well, this actually brings up an interesting question. So you you don't find it weird at all that A Rod is now married to the woman who he wanted to go on a no, I know that, but but there's something to it. Like like okay, dream big, bro. Go back go back to when you're that age. I remember when you were like all I want is to sit shoeless on my couch and get paid from the internet and now you're doing it. And and to, much to Walt's chagrin, <laughs> you know. But like dream bigger. This guy wanted to fucking marry JLo. But he I, did it. I'm trying to take I'm trying to put myself. How how old was A-Rod then? 18. So when I'm around that age, yeah. Maybe not 18, probably more like 14, 15, 16. I was obsessed with Jenny McCarthy on Singled Out. Well, you can do the, you can also achieve those <laughs> dreams. Just stop vaccinating yourself. <laughs> Be like, I've got measles. So my point is like I was obsessed with Jenny McCarthy. If She's I, like I'll do yeah. <laughs> Give me souls. I came to your place and there was an Australian guy and a Native American and a guy with a mustache and you were singled out and now we're getting married. That's pretty good Jenny McCarthy. Wacky face. Did you fucking... She had some wild... She dated Jim Carrey. For a long time. Right. She's married to the Wahlberg guy, right? Uh, is she? Yeah. From Who's New she kids. married to? Mark Wahlberg. No, not Mark. So Dar- Dar- Donnie. Yeah. Say hello to your mother for me. Say hello to your measles for me. She's married to Donnie Wahlberg now. Okay. So she's heir to the Wahlbergers' fortune. Yeah. So maybe not Jenny McCarthy, but I mean, let's be honest. If if Donnie Wahlberg died, you can't be that far down Jenny McCarthy's list. Just like random, whack-ass, white dude, brother of five white dudes, like, least talented of five white brothers. <laughs> like, You're yeah. saying there's a chance. I'm saying there's a good chance. I'm saying there's a good chance if you stop vaccinating yourself right now and Donnie Wahlberg dies of measles, that you're up. She's 46. But Anything it- is possible. <laughs> But it would also be a little weird, is what I'm saying. Like the the girl. Why, that how I, old is J Lo? J's like fifty. No, 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 no. Not that like her age. I'm saying it'd be weird. Like the girl I had the biggest crush on when I was in high school. Yeah, it'd be weird because you'd totally be like, I jacked off to you like a million times. Oh yeah, I would totally tell her that for sure. You wouldn't tell a girl that. Anyway, you want to lay on my floor and you want to floor lay and chill. This is where two trays spill the milkshake. The milkshake stain isn't even there anymore. I know. I mean, talk about anything is possible. The mayor came in. It's like you could murder somebody in this place. The mayor's coming in like fucking <laughs> Mary Poppins, <laughs> whistling away blood stains. I do need to dig up photos of how this place looked four years ago. I mean, you remember it was like it was like a. You remember when we were on the couch facing that way? Oh yeah. It was like uh it was like a scene at a fight club 
where yeah. it was like meant to look like gritty and grimy, like like you had you had like a professional lighting expert. It's like everything should be orange, like you're in a dungeon. You're like, why shouldn't we go live? I'm like, what's happening? Why would you want people to see this? No, but you give me credit, man. When I said when I made the decision, we're gonna start recording the the podcast in the apartment on video. Please close the door. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez! I'm just saying, there's a reflection. Thank you, Aaron. I'm on top of it. I am. A, I am a little. I have to apologize to Maniacal Mitch. Uh, I did not properly clean my bathroom, and there was a skid mark on the toilet when you came tonight. That's it. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. You, you know, Prano. Prano. At this point, for people who don't know this, Joe probably shits in my apartment just as much as his own apartment. You shit here every time you come here. Yeah. Why do you like shitting here so much? Well, first of all, I I absolutely don't shit here as much as I shit in my apartment. I might shit here as much as you shit here, but like I, I've and I've said this forever. I take four proper shits a day. No, you do not. Yes, I do. Four bowel movements. At least. Four. On a on a regular day. Okay, which record is gonna be broken? Yeah. Cal Ripken Jr.'s consecutive game list or Prano shitting four times a day. Yeah. Consecutive Get up, days. Coffee. Like while it's while it's on, while the coffee's brewing. Like if if I get up in the morning and you go like, coffee, I have to go to the bathroom immediately. Then I have a mug that li- I have a giant brown mug that says coffee makes me poop. While coffee's <laughs> brewing, poop. Post coffee and breakfast for sure. Then I get one midday and one before I go to bed. Do you ever have? Uh- and that's why when when like sometimes when I'm out and about. By the way, I can like not. Like these aren't like must goes, but like regular day, four times, gotta go, let's go. But if I skip one, then it becomes like whatever. So like when I come here, I've skipped one. Now it's like I'm going, I'm I'm taking I'm taking a double at Ruther's place. Do you let's say you're newly dating somebody. <laughs> yeah. Or you know, it's I don't know, a one night stand or whatever it is. You meet a girl at the bar. Do you have problems? A hundred percent. You have problems. I don't have. A pro- I don't have problems. No, I just decide. No. Do you have any like? Is there timidness in you to shit in her bathroom? For sure. Okay. Because I go four times a day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what's that conversation like? So there is no conversation. You don't. Because instead, I, I, I wait a whole day and I give you five of them, and then I'll go like, I should take a picture of this, but I just did a Ruther's toilet because it's four full shits at once oh i just george brett george brett george brett george brett you know what i mean i'm having george brett water mvp seasons no four double taper mvps back to back to back to back i'm cal ripkening your toilet so which brings up another question as i kind of peruse the youtube comment section you know how much of my toilet paper are you using like i don't use that much I, I'm not one of these guys who like goes with the full hand white or wrap. You know what I mean? Who I'm, does that? I'm not going like the mummy. I'm also who not, does that? I'm also not going like the shit in your hand. Did you see that video of the guy who was shitting on himself? No. What? How did you miss this one? Aaron, do you know what I'm talking about? No. Bitch, are we hooked up for sound on this thing? Yeah. Oh, my God. You have to pull this up. Oh, no, no. We're not hooked up for sound. Oh, my God. Sorry. There's a guy who my, my brother sent me this. He was on one of these fucking podcaster shows. This black guy. <laughs> he thought you were supposed to shit in your own hand every time you go to the bathroom. 
Like, I know you're shaking your head at me like, what is happening? What? Like, I don't even know. I think he's like a UFC fighter or whatever. How did you guys not see this? Get on the internet. What's happening? Dude shitting in his own hand. I'm not one of those guys either. But I'm a uh, – like when I go, it's like perfect double taper, you know. So I got I got one wipe, and then you always are stocked up on baby wipes. Oh yeah, gotta it's have one, more wipes. It's one baby wipe, you know. I use my baby wipe as a as a Lee Smith, as a John Franco, as a Billy Wagner. Just one, shut the door, closer, and then I'm out. Oh, but I'm going through rolls of toilet paper every probably four days. Oh, four days. You know how often I go through a roll of toilet paper? Like one every 15 days. How many times a day are you shitting? Twice max. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. By the way, we got another donation from Vaughn. Joe Chucklebeer, Andy Fraud didn't take a vape pen hit. Uh, I did. I did. I've taken two vape pen hits. So all this talk of shitting is going to really. Out of beer, so I'll slam this. Yeah, slam that, and we're good. I'm just I'm I'm curious. You don't openly just tell the girl because I'm very upfront. I it's would. Like, where do you start? It's I just like, I, I tell poop. him. I tell him. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop a load. I said I'll say you might want to leave. But then we're already having this conversation, right? Like we're having this conversation. I've known you. How long have I known you? Eight years. Eight years. She's gonna go. So now, wait. You just went to the bathroom, and I'm like, yeah, I know you started brewing coffee, and I had to go. And she's like, but. Now you have to go again. I'm like, now I drank coffee. And then she's like, when do you think you'll have to go again? I'm like, probably four to six hours. I don't know. And then when after that, probably once this evening. Unless I have, you know, any sort of chili or pork-based product. And then probably once more in between. <laughs> and then it's like, wait, you go to the bathroom four to five times a day? I'm like, it's weird. I know. It's crazy. Um, I was also 6'2", 145 pounds in high school. I might have a tapeworm. Hold, I don't know. Like, Hold on. Forget the tiger tracker. Forget the tug tracker. Can we get a Prano shit tracker? I thought about that for a while. I was like, I'm just going to put a poop emoji on Twitter every time I poop just so everybody knows Yeah, I'm going. It's, I'd be 150 pounds heavier if I didn't poop four times a day. Like, I'm not skinny anymore, but. What's worse, pooping in your hand or pooping in a sock? I no longer answer questions about ah. <laughs> socks or poops or poops okay. and socks. Just, just wanted to put it out there. I think I've said this on the show before. My brother said Iraqi men, remember I used to have a joke about it? He said, because one of his jobs was to train the Iraqi new army, he said Iraqi men would poop in the shower and push down the shit in the drain with their feet. Do you remember my joke? No, I don't think so. Dude, it was just it. The, the PC culture would lose it. This was my joke on stage, and I'd I'd be like, uh, I'd be like, yeah, man, the the news they they don't tell you what's really going on on the front. Like CNN doesn't. My brother was at war. He tells me he would tell me wild things. He told me Iraqi men. That sounds like a real fucking Brad situation, though. He's like, yeah, while they're in their fucking goats, they're shitting down their True. legs and pushing them down the drain. It's like this is really happening. True. But so my joke, I was like, yeah, you never turn on the news. They, uh, they only eat 7-Eleven hot dogs, too. It's exclusive. It's their full diet. What? Do they even have 7-Eleven over there? Yeah, and they listen to MC Hammer all day. Fucking Hodgies. YouTube is just... YouTube just, just demonetized we've just got, us. We've just got African-American. I'd say that we just went black on um, YouTube, but they, they would absolutely... YouTube is out of control. 
They've actually they they've already boarded up my door. Sorry, Mitch, you're stuck here. You Brezler's can- like, delink your bank accounts before they start <laughs> taking money from you. Can I tell my awful joke that I used to tell? So this is it. I said, you know, they don't tell you about what's really going on in the news. I was like, CNN, they miss all this. They don't tell you the real story. Like my brother told me, Iraqi men poop in the shower. And I'd always delay the crowd would be like, oh, they, they're all grown. And I and I'd look at the crowd all serious and I go, I know. I'm just as surprised as you. I can't believe Iraqi men actually shower. Oh, boo. <laughs> boo. Shame on you. Shame on you. By the way, you know who's third all time on the Major League Baseball wins list, career wins list? Who? Grover Cleveland, which is, by the way, what I call a bowel movement. <laughs> Well, Grover Cleveland. Grover Cleveland. I've got Grover Cleveland pitching his 333rd win, if you know what I mean. But you know what I've always said about baseball records and all the stats and all that bullshit? Until integration, those rules are bullshit. Right. Those, those numbers are bullshit. Until you, you just had white guys playing. You had nobody of color. Can I, can I say that, YouTube? Can I say of color? I mean, to be fair... Back in the day, there's no such thing as sunscreen. Have you ever seen pictures of like Grover Cleveland? He looks like rusty. <laughs> like he's playing 162 games in the sun every year. No SPF anything. He looks, he looks like a, rusty. He, he looks like the bottom of a shoe. I do love looking at like Prano. I love this when you pull. Like was he a minor? No, he was a baseball player. But he <laughs> but baseball's played in the summer. Don't you love this when you pull up pictures of guys like the old? I love this when you go to like the Baseball Reference page. Like you just see their yeah. their photos of how they Looks look. Looks like Tan Mom from New Jersey. <laughs> Why is he so dark? Well, he was playing 144 games a year in the summer. They wore a uh, polyester and cotton blend, you know, fire retardant clothing. And also, uh, there was no sunscreen. Yeah, it's not a thing. It was blacker than pool holes. Babe Ruth named after the color of the candy bar. Fun fact. <laughs> Amazing, absolutely amazing. I love I love these shows when they just they just fucking are off the rails. Yeah, there was no rails. No one even laid down rails. Yeah, there was no Chinaman to put the rails down for Aww, us to ride. Ah, YouTube. YouTube just demonetizing us. YouTube. They just took another hundred. Bresler's like the Chinese warlords actually like that reference. How many dirt balls <laughs> don't even know what we're talking about? <laughs> Go to my go to my mentions. Alex Bresler is worried that China is coming for us, but he wants to send me to China yeah. because of the Ruther curse to end the communist regime. Yeah, like he seriously wants to do this. <gasps> Bresler, if you pay for it, I'll go to China, bro. I don't have the money to just hop on a flight to Shanghai, but if you want to front the money, man, I'll end communist China. <laughs> I'll fucking the Ruther curse. Don't make me uncommon. The I'll Ruther do it. curse is already the Ruther curse. The Ruther curse is already undoing the Warriors dynasty. And and not to mention, what did I say? I said Bruins in six. The next day, the Blues win a win a playoff game. Yeah, the Stanley Cup final game. It's two 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 two. Have we talked hockey? Did you watch that game? I did. They had a nice little interview and one intermission with John Hamm. Yeah, good for John Hamm. He's by the way. actually a really. He's been very, always supportive. For years of the Blues and the uh, oh, he's the Mr. Cardinals. He's Mister St. Louis. Yeah, he could be the mayor of St. Louis. Yeah, I don't think like let's be honest, pretty much of a pretty much a downgrade for his his career, you know, aspirations these days. I can't imagine that 
I can't imagine that the that a full term as mayor of St. Louis pays more than one session in a booth for him to do like one Mercedes commercial. Voiceover, by the way. Yeah. He's like the new S Ford. I'm John Hammond. You know what I love about John Hammond? Great. Everything about John Hammond is dude. Is dude? He's 100% oh, dude. He's a dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's sure. 100% that's a dude. Yeah. He's great. Good for John Hamm. But he's Mr. St. Louis. He yeah. loves it. He loves the Cardinals. He knows he loves, his shit, too. Yeah, he loves the Blues. I think he may be a Rams fan because he was a St. Louis Rams fan, and then obviously he was out here, and they've since moved out here. Yeah. He's Mr. St. Louis. St. Louis. That's right. It was like Nelly for years. Now it's for sure John Hamm. It's definitely not. Is John Hamm the biggest celebrity in the history of St. Louis? Gotta be, right? Where's fucking... <laughs> Twerks is on his phone. Twerks of the Wolves is over here. Did you going. hear what we said? So that would be that'd be your cue to Google St. Louis celebrities. St. Louis celebrities. Unless Je- like- Jenna Fisher, but she's not on his level, of course. No. I'm just saying. But just like in terms of like also like... He loves got, doing the ooze. He's got some tough competition. Who were uh, St. Louis celebrities? First one that popped up was Nelly. Yeah, but like he's bigger than Nelly you at think this so? point. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he's bigger yeah. than Nelly. Dude, uh, Mad Men was so huge. Uh, Andy Cohen. Big, but like not. Okay. Um, Who did you ooh about? Nelly? Did you not know Nelly, Nelly was yeah. from St. Louis? I think Nelly's bigger than John Hamm. I mean, think about how many people you could ask about if they know a Nelly or heard a Nelly song. You know what I mean? Like those are huge songs that he put out. Bro, what age? De- what age demographic? Ozzy Smith. <laughs> now you're just going people who played in St. Louis. But I'm saying, what age demographic? If you ask, if you ask, okay, take my parents. My dad would know none of them because he's fucking Bernie Sanders. But if you ask my mom, she's gonna know John Hamm. She's probably not gonna know Nelly. Really? You think so? My mom. I- although my mom would know Andy Cohen. Yeah, I think Nelly has a a much Who's larger target Hamm's audience. Who's bigger than Nelly? I agree. Yeah. I don't know. Who else is on there? Uh, you got Christine Brewer, who I'm not familiar with. Who? Christine Brewer. Who's that? I don't know. Corey Brewer's wife. Chuck Berry. Uh, Chuck Jake. Berry's huge. I yeah. will say, Blueberry Hill, I grew up, or I didn't grow up, my last year I lived right by there, which is right by the Loop, there's a little area called Blueberry Hill. They got this great music venue that where he used to play. Is he alive still? It doesn't say okay. dates here. Uh, anyway. Tina Turner. That's a big one. Right? Tina Turner. Yeah. Big. Yeah. Big back in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other than that. I'm people, going John Hamm. Yeah. I, fe- I feel good about that call. No no love for the St. Lunatics. We Just got- Nelly. <laughs> no love for the St. Lunatics. Yeah. You got Jenna Fisher, like you mentioned. Uh, Carly Kloss, Victoria's Secret model. Um, yeah. And I mean, then, yeah. It's got to be John Hamm. Yeah. Go John Hamm. I was going to say, like, I, like if if you pulled that in order, you're like, oh, you didn't know like Dean Martin's from St. Louis. I'd have been like, wow, okay, you know. But I think it's John Hamm. Aaron, we're just not trusting your opinion at this point. Aaron, the more I get to know Aaron, it's opinion. Kind of, uh, okay, I'm gonna choose my words carefully here for you, Aaron. But is there any any mini Shabelli in him, Prano? A little bit. Sure. Yeah, you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. He's got some of these takes that you're like, what? Have you have you met Shabelli before? No, I've never met him. I've just seen him on the show, and I'm curious to see how I would do in a, a Does Shabelli Knows competition, though. Okay. I will say that. 
You gotta speak up, man. Jesus Christ. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, I, no, I, I got you on six, bro. I yeah, mean, no, I never, I never stole, met him, but I, but I really think this entire country from his people. He's a little right. bit bashful. <laughs> I don't know what I can and can't. Okay, say. so here's what we'll do. I'll bring in Shabelli, and we'll do uh, an intern off. Yeah, Aaron, That's where the interns jack each other off. Yeah, and YouTube has demonetized us once again. No, they're they're cool with that. <laughs> yeah, YouTube is totally cool with. As long as it's like one Native American and one white guy, there's yeah. diversity. It's fine. It's diversity, and it's it's the LGBTQ community. This is totally cool. Yeah. I saw speaking. Of, I saw a random thing the other day because you know me. I check all the news sources. I was on uh, Out Sports. You know, a hot topic site for me. Uh, I don't know how I was on there today. <laughs> Our intern just raised his hand again. He's okay. going. He's going full Joe Namath over there. He's got the one finger <laughs> up as he runs off the field. Twerks with wolves. What do you got for yeah, us? Yeah, can I just say one thing about my argument for Nelly? So I looked up net worth, which I know you guys say it carries some weight, but still, John Ham net worth thirty million, Nelly's net worth sixty million. That's got to say something. Well, he used to have that energy drink, pimp juice. That was not a thing. He really did. He really did. Well, to, no, hold on. Sweat to be fair, dropping thunder. That's not a thing. To be fair, guys got famous in two totally different times. Nelly famous in the age where like musicians were just like blowing it up. And like, also, he he had the clothing line. Yeah, he had pimp juice. Guys, they were really really selling pimp juice in St. Right. Louis. Um, like John Hamm now. Yeah, but like, uh, look, it's strong argument. I appreciate it. But in terms of like most famous person, like if you walked around the whole world with Nelly and John Hamm, you, Twerks with the Wolves, John Hamm, Nelly, 80 days around the world, who do you think is recognized more? I think it's. I think it has to be Nelly. There's you no think way. more people are going to recognize Nelly? Yes. If you play hot in here, anywhere we're not talking about first of all we're not going but around and playing their art for people we're I not like hey it's me and twerks of wolves yeah and, and john if you Hamm. played a scene of mad men they'd instantly yeah. go that's john ham no there's no way uh there has to be Nelly. Mitch, who, who are you who's your vote here he's Mitch oh, oh, and i love this because we have somebody from the uk who lives in australia he travels the world he's got some perspective He's saying John Ham. By the way, let me give a quick update. I just got an instant text from Shaboring. Shaboring. He says, I'd beat Aaron. I don't even know what that means. I'd beat Aaron. Like with a stick or a shoe? A blanket covered in smallpox? I think smallpox. he left the word off. I'd beat him <laughs> off. Did we get to platform? No, wait, once again. We've been demonetized. We're basically now just going to like five. Only Walt is watching at this point. He's like, good luck making money. Just airing to me. <laughs> I've been saying China's taking this thing over for years. You have to tell you about what I said. That's I, why we need a businessman in the White House, not one of these politicians. I uh, I sent my dad an email like six months ago because my mom and I do a trip every year. I said, Dad, you and I should do a trip every year. He doesn't respond to it for two months, and then he goes, No, thank you. <laughs> What and was that response to, Dad? He's like, the thing about a trip. And then when I was home... I got the, I got the lawn to cut. He brings it up out of nowhere. We're like eating lunch or some shit, and he just goes... No, no actually, he never responded. I, I've mixed it up. When I was home recently, he says to me... 
I got your email about the trip. I go, Dad, that was like four months ago. He goes, yeah, it could be fun, right? I go, where do you want to go? And he just goes, I don't know. That was it. Well, good talk, Dad. Back to cutting the lawn. You know. He goes, how are you taking vacations? You don't even have a job. (laughs) (laughs) What are you vacationing from? Guys, How does one who's not working take a vacation exactly? Can we get a Walt mixed with Bernie Sanders' face? Can, can we get like the bird landing on Walt's <laughs> riding mower? <laughs> the burn? <laughs> I got videos. I-, I kept them of my dad. Feel the burn because you're riding your lawnmower without SPF because it wasn't invented when you were born. been a fun show youtube you guys have been absolutely amazing i've been better but you've been amazing <laughs> one last donation from tyler w give us a story about theo vaughn i love theo uh i'm trying to think of a good theo vaughn story but are you following theo gate do you know about this what's happening with Theo? i don't know I looked it up yesterday because somehow it came across my Twitter feed. I looked up Theogate. Apparently, there's a Theo Tom Segura, Your Mom's House podcast beef situation. It's got to be fake. It's got to be, right? It's got to be fake. Yeah. But I didn't know this. I didn't know Christina was like a road ruler, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. So that might be some, there's some sort of I, road rule. I think he, I. He probably, he probably, he probably, he probably, Pazitskied her in the back of a fucking Winnebago, if you know what I mean. Maybe that's the beef. Well, I think I've told this one way back in the day. Theo came on Sports Zoo. Amazing. And he had a beef with Guy on Couch. Makes sense. And I've never I've never really known Theo that well. Uh but I knew I knew him more back then. This dude, this is like eight years ago. But he but he came on Sports Zoo, and you know he came he came literally like dressed like I am, whatever sweatpants, t shirt, and I don't know what those two started getting into it over. And that was an old podcast format where it was just a live video stream. You know this is pre YouTube live. We weren't even on iTunes. And I'll never forget at one point, guy on couch goes, "Nice sweatpants." He goes, "You come on a podcast dressed like that?" And I was like, "Bro, you live on my couch, like." Like <laughs> he said it to you. No, he said it to Theo. Right. Guy on couch was judging Theo's outfit on our podcast, and I was like, "Dude, you live on a couch and like fall asleep to Jack Daniels every night." Like, right? Like, what are we talking about here? Fucking guy on couch. Uh I love Theo. Theo's never been anything but nice to me. I think he's hilarious. I'm so stoked that he like is crushing it now. Oh, he's so funny. Um, so funny. I have. I have numerous uh, Theo Vaughn stories that I'm not going to tell on this podcast for because fuck Theo's crushing it and I don't need to share his dirty laundry. I did enjoy when you and Theo uh, had a field day R.I.P. Rabble. Oh, yeah, there's one we can tell. Me and Theo. So it was was New Year's. It was January 1st, 2016. Right. Notre Dame, Ohio State, Fiesta Bowl. Was it Notre Dame, Ohio State? Fiesta Bowl. Right. And Theo's like kind of a college football guy because he's an LSU fan and he's a Saints guy. And Rabble was like, let's get some fucking crazy people together. 
And I was like, Theo, I was like, we got to do Theo Vaughn. He's blowing up. He's hilarious. He's going to, he's going to blow up. Not saying I called it, but you called it. Yeah. I was like, he's so funny. Yes, yeah, it's like three years ago, he's three like and a half years about ago. Fucking bags of hamster bones and shit like that. Let's get him in here. So I bring him in, and then we got Jen Sturger because she had a big fucking social media thing, and she's like Miss Farve's dick or what? I don't know what her Miss Farve's dick. Yeah, that's I, her I mean, official title. I, I mean, Twerks Wolves might say somebody's more famous for Farve's dick than her, but I'm gonna say she's the most famous Farve's dick person. And uh, we brought them in there together, and. It just kind of went up. So the idea was we were going to do like a New Year's Day, like hungover brunch. So it was going to be like mimosas and Bloody Marys. And they were going to be the like panelists. And I was going to host the whole thing. So I hit them both up and I was like, anybody want like Bloody Marys, like blah, blah, blah. And I forget what Theo at. I think maybe Theo was just like, whatever. Well, he's sober now. He's sober now. He wasn't then. Okay. I think he was just like casual yeah. drinking. And she was like, I don't really drink, but like maybe get me a bottle of whiskey. Oh, my God. And I was like, what? Like, you don't want just like mimosas? And she's like, no, but like I'll take like I think the thing was like, I don't know if it was like a twerks of wolves thing where she was like a, has a dietary restrictions or whatever. Like instead of like drinking full glasses of alcohol, she was like just trying to like. I'll just take like a shot of whiskey every like two and a half hours or whatever. Anyway, we got her a bottle of whiskey and she went bonkers. <laughs> like she, she just started fucking crushing whiskey and then they started getting into it. And then it was like, uh, you're a road rulers. And it's like, you saw Farb's dick. And it was like, blah, blah, blah. And then the next thing I know, like the second half was just us like drunk roasting her, roasting her. Dude. I wasn't even trying to. But, but like, he was so aggressively drunk roasting her, and then she was just, like, walking into punches. She was just, like, I was, like, I, I like I don't need to be on the right side of history here. Like, the right side of history is just roasting you. I was back home in Cincinnati. I was watching the game. We had to force the game on mute. I was in my brother Greg's basement. We could not stop laughing. I remember Cutter, like, texting me at one point. He's, like... He was like, stop the fight. Like, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he like sent me like a fucking throw the damn towel gif. <laughs> throw the damn towel. And I was like, what? I was like, cut her. Something. He's like, this isn't good. Uh, throw the damn towel. Uh, she, uh, yeah. And then her, she like. She married a baseball player. Yeah. Uh, she at one point like left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, called him. No, 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 no. This is what happened. He was listening, and he was just like, fuck it. I'm, like, going to get her. And, like, he came in like a Navy SEAL. He just, like, came in fucking SEAL Team 6, like, coming down hallways, and just was like, I have to take her out of here. And we were like, uh, uh. So he take like, but, like, we were like, she has to do, like, I was like, she has Oh, her to. husband. Yeah, her now husband. I was like, she has to finish. Cause like I was like I just want to make sure she gets paid and like yeah, blah yeah. blah blah you know I don't want anybody to like I don't want it to be a situation where you I was like she's already embarrassed herself I was like yeah let's not have you pull her out of here five minutes early and then she doesn't get paid and then the whole thing has been useless so then he drags her out like the second it's over and then like by the way this was like the game started at what do you think eleven a.m. it was early Pacific, so. It, so by 5 p.m., she has slept, been hungover, 
woken up and was like, what happened? And I'm like, oh, God. And then there was a whole thing of, like, getting it taken down and make sure no one heard it and blah, blah, blah. Like, I was like, well, now I know. Bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. <laughs> I learned my lesson on that one. YouTube demonetized. Demonetized. I saw the YouTube list of things that you could get, like, shut down for. One of them is shaming people over veteran status, which is really just going to kill my my social media game. Because all I, I love the fucking shit on the poop socks of the world. We're basically illiterate welches that get handed three square a day to fucking be human fucking bulletproof vests. The only way to end the show. It's been a pleasure, Prano. Yeah, it has been. I said, let's make it short. We definitely, we, we can't. It's so tough for us. You guys, this is what you get. Be happy. Be welcome. Be happy. Be welcome. I don't know. Yeah. Is that? Did you read that on a millennial girl's Instagram page? Confucius <laughs> says, be happy. Be welcome. Denthead says... Is that written on the wall of your yoga studio? What the fuck are you saying? Are you still making a hard push for me in yoga? No, Pilates, Pilates, bro. The reformer machine, ass bonanza. I don't even know what a reformer machine is, but... Ass bonanza. Ass bonanza. Well, guys, that's the show. That's our show. (laughs) Ass bonanza. We've been demonetized, deplatformed. If you want to help out the show, leave an iTunes review, like I said. Leave your Twitter, Instagram handle, and I'll send you some koozies. And you have some specials you're still selling? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, everybody loved them. Everybody, like, I've never seen a, a push like that. So I guess uh, slide into my Venmo, at Joe Prano. Um, Venmo me, $3 or more, because I don't have damaged ones anymore. I usually sell them for 10 just saying. Uh, $3 to $10 for some combination of... Uh, a, uh, a card which has a digital download on it, which I mailed 45 of yesterday, by the way. Dustin. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll mail you the card, which has a promo code for a owning of the special, not a rental, not a rental. Oh, and I want to say this about the uh, digital download card. You can share the promo code you get with your friends. The promo code that you that is on each card it's uh, it's shareable, so nice. you can share with your friends. So if you buy it, I'm not saying give me more than $3, but if you buy it, you could give that promo code just alone. You could keep the card with the signature on it. Share it with your friends. I, I definitely want that to happen. Share it with everybody. Buy the card, get the signature, but share it with everybody. The more people that see the special, the better. I just rewatched it the other day for the first time because I had to do some time coding for putting it out there. It's just audio files, and... It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like stabbed with a shame about how it went. Um, there's some good jokes on there still. I enjoy the comedy. So uh, Venmo me. I'll send you a, a digital download card with a signature like Aaron did. You can put in the notes, obviously, your address where you want me to send it and whatever you want me to put on the card. Aaron, what did you ask for me to put on the card? I asked for you to write Russell Wilson is the greatest quarterback of our time. Love, Joe Prano. Right. Uh, One kid had me write, kill yourself. Uh, One kid had me write, if you think LeBron is better than Kobe, kill yourself. Uh, One person had me write, uh, Mello is a cancer. Um, Some fun things. So 
I assign a card to you, and uh, I sign I sign my name, and you get a card f- for a free de- digital download that you can share with people. So at your print on Venmo, do it. I got thousands of these cards. Um, I was doing like a budget price for damaged ones, but now at this point, fuck it. Let's go. Let's go. Also, at Joe Prano on Instagram, at Fix Your Life on Twitter. Um, go to JoePrano.com. I'll be in uh, Connecticut, Bridgeport, Connecticut on June 27th, headlining. That's a big one. If you're anywhere in the New, New England area, come see me headline. Also, New York, the Bay Area. Uh, where else? Tahoe. Go to his website, guys. Go to my website is what I'm saying. Thank you, Andy. That's it, I guess, for me. At the Dirty Sports, at Andy Ruther, and uh, at Walt Ruther as Bernie Sanders on his new <laughs> Instagram and uh, Twitter feed. Uh, that's the show. Oh, actually, Aaron, pl- do your plugs. Do your plugs. Thank you. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, follow me on Twitter at DS Interns. Uh, name there is Twerks the Wolves. Instagram, Aaron Maharis. If you want to follow my personal Twitter, it's also Aaron Maharis. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for the follows on the DS Interns account. And I'm always looking for content to post. So thank you. He just won. He's like, he's, like he, like he's thinking. He just won. And give your, give your mic to. Paul Mitchell, Paul, come sit over here on the couch. Let's get a little, let's get a little shout out, goodbye for our Aussie Dirt Ball. Great having you here, sir. Thank you so much. Been a pleasure. And where can everybody find you? You are one of the real fishermen. I am one of the real fishermen. Uh, I am at underscore maniacal Mitch on Twitter and maniacal Mitch on Insta. You can find me there. Nothing interesting happening, but what, you know. What was it like to come to see a show live? Describe the experience. Well, you know, I'm going to say it's life-changing. Um, <laughs> definitely, if you're, if you're going to come to L.A., hit up Andy. He's been nothing more than... Uh, Thank you. ...than hospital- uh, hospitality personified job. We went for drinks beforehand. Yeah. That was fantastic. If you want to get, like, these special episodes, come and let's have margaritas together before the show. It gets me in a good... Yeah, that's the way to do it. Good nice and loose. Yeah. Happy hours of the future. You know, love it. Absolutely. I know. I wish we, we would hang more. I wish I was sticking around. Uh, now, before you go, before we go, I want to talk to Mitch because Mitch has an interesting, you know, we make fun of Tug so much about his sports, but you, your sports allegiances, uh, your American sports allegiances, they're, you, you're a sort of a New York guy, right? You root for my Mets, sadly. I wish I could have talked to you out of this before you made that decision. Yeah. So I'm a Giants first and foremost. Uh, I was given a Giants t-shirt when I was like four or five. My parents used to have Super Bowl parties. So I was given this t-shirt and I'm like, well, that's the team I support now. And How long do you want Eli Manning to be the quarterback of the New York Giants? Long enough that he uh, is effective and trains someone else to do the job well. I'd like a very political answer from our Aussie dirtball. Yeah, yeah uh, and then yeah, I got into baseball probably oh shit, what, 2009? I think it was when... I think when the Phillies won, which was disgusting. Um, and I just basically went, well, I'm a New York fan. Yankees suck. So, Mets. Love it. Not really into the baseball. I love that, when, uh, I, when, uh, basketball, I love that when I eventually moved to Australia, I have a man to take me to sports bars to watch my New York teams. Now, yeah. now there's rumors. Uh, I mean, it's late. There's rumors you might 
hop on a back-to-back, a little dent report. I can be persuaded. Well, we should we should wrap this up then. <laughs> Say goodbye and ki- so this guy can get home at some reasonable hour. Yeah. His wife. He's never leaving here. All right, guys, <laughs> that's the episode. Thanks everybody for the sh- support. Mitch, thank you for stopping by. More dirt balls. We'd love to have you guys here live in the Smut Studio. Have a uh, good weekend, safe weekend, dirt balls, and most importantly, stay dirty. <laughs>